Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And thank you for tuning in to another brand new episode of the world famous Behind the Baller podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Korean John Cusack, a.k.a. Odesu, also known as Old Boy. Um, what up, y'all? We're in the 200s now, man. Okay. Thank you all for making episode 200 such a memorable great episode for me i legitimately think it's one of my top three all-time favorites it might be my favorite i don't know i have to sit in all the katon hustle series but but i mean it's one of my top three favorite for sure uh ladies and gentlemen this is a dust brothers production meaning nothing but museum quality professional podcasting going on over here okay my man lakey lake on the beats you already know Guys, I'm fucking exhausted. I, like I'm, I'm dead. My body aches. Uh, don't have any fucking viruses or nothing like that going on. I'm just fucking tired. Like, I, like I'm just, <laughs> I am for real beat down from the weekend. Uh, about to go ahead and see my dentist right after this. Uh, that's Doctor Amir Wahab, who is the fucking greatest dentist in the world. Getting my veneers done changed my life like i can't even tell you how man it's crazy i smile all the time like i love smiling i mean i smiled before but this is like a different thing like once i became conscious i was like yo shit you know um he's actually my actual dentist not just you know my cosmetic dentist he's my actual dentist so i'm going to get my teeth cleaned if you need a dentist not to do veneers or anything but just really do everything he's the fucking best okay hit up unforgettable smile in beverly hills california Anyways, yo, I am back, fresh off a trip from the Bay Area, San Francisco, really, right? Bay Area, same shit, right? And uh, I'm like I said, I'm just beat down. I cannot wait for this family RV trip that we're taking this week because I'm not going to be on social media like that. Um, definitely not on it tough. Uh, if you happen to be one of the 80 people on my close friends list or my private page, then then you may see some family shit this week, you know, or like, you know, or something from my actual life. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't really share that shit on, on my actual like, regular pages and stuff. So, you know, I spoke at the When the Music Stops conference and uh, the panel that I was actually on with four others was about social media and how it affects mental health. And it's wild. Yesterday was the... First day in a very long time, and I mean maybe over a year, I don't know, oh shit, maybe ever, very, very long time, except when my page got hacked. When my page got hacked, well, I'm sorry, got fucking deleted. Fuck am I talking about? Uh, that was the first time yesterday that I didn't have a single story post up. Okay, and I'm a story posting motherfucker. Thing you guys know, you want to follow me? Follow the stories. There's more there than there's in the post. You know, that's where it really I guess down. But uh, I spoke about how you know tough I monitor my kids' phones, and you know Roblox and Minecraft and shit like that. They have chatting capabilities on there. They talk to people. There's friends you can add people and things like that. You know, I told the story about Ryder getting in trouble. He got fucking banned from Roblox, lost his username, all this other shit. I can't have my kids acting up. You know, I basically told those, you know, there was four other speakers. So, you know, I try not to, you know, overpower anybody. I just said what I had to say. There was uh, great speakers there. I wish I remember everyone's names. 
But, um, you know, my kids are also really heavy on YouTube, you know, so I just like was speaking about that, you know, and talked about different things. And there was only one other guy, it was three girls, one other guy. Um, he was really good. He was a comedian, I think, or three, I'm sorry, he was a director. Uh, he, had, he was a father as well, and he, he broke down a lot of shit. He was great, great, just great at what he did. I had a really bad anxiety attack before I actually did the show, and I don't know fucking why. You know, that's what happens. I'm like, what the fuck, man? My life is good. Everything's good. Like, why the fuck is this happening? So anyways, um, what I was saying is everyone kept saying, you know, like, hey, and people say this all the time when I talk to them, like, you know, don't believe Instagram. You know, people, you know, are lying on there, blah, blah, whatever you can't. And people see this and they get depressed because they don't think that their lives are well. And they just kept saying Instagram is a highlight reel for everyone. You know, you get to only see the best parts of their life. And I'm like, nah, that's that's definitely not true <laughs> because the best parts of my life don't even make it onto social media. You know, work does, you know, like a couple little things here and there. I don't post like my purchases on a daily basis there or whatever. Like maybe verbally, I may mention more on Twitter and I definitely talk more about my life in depth here than I do anywhere else, you know, with social media and that because... On here, you could hear my energy. You're not going to mistake or misunderstand, you know, there's context on here. Like, you're really hearing me talk for real. Someone was, oh, you have your radio voice. Motherfucker, that's how I talk. Fuck is you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't scream, you know, on the microphone. I'm trying to be somewhat pleasant. But yeah, this is really me. So anyways, real shit. I don't post the best parts of my life on Instagram, okay? I never posted my crib. My cribs, Okay on social, only my private page, my close friend's story posts, I don't post all my cars, rarely ever do I post my personal jewelry items, or any other like, like really rare pieces of art, you know, like I post a couple cause gifts and things like that, I never post a cause painting, you know, um, I, my, I post my wedding ring, or my daily item, like jewelry items, right, I don't, I don't post any other jewelry like that, you know, post a couple watches, whatever, um, I got a little loose maybe around, you know, 2013, 2015 or something, but no, no. And uh, that's just, you know, it's crazy for me to be like this because that's not the old Ben, right? The old Ben would flex and floss, but I have to protect my kids and what they got to deal with. And I don't just mean what I'm talking about when I'm like, I have to be careful what I'm saying now, you know, just even that stupid shit with Dave Portnoy, you know, just the stupid shit like that. And, you know, Bottom line is, I, I said what I said, you know, and if I'd have lost a sponsor because of that, yo, I wouldn't have cried about nothing. It'd have been like, oh, well, you know, money comes, money goes, man. Fuck it. But um, I haven't waited two months to post my Senna, okay? And I never even posted my 918, except on my private page. Okay, but anyways, the event was really good. It was a great event, you know. I hope that this event can continue. I hope there's one next year. I don't know, it's bi bi-yearly, whatever. My boy Josh Donaldson, aka Josh D, he really reached for the stars with this one. Like he had like 40 or 50 employees and staff and shit. And he had merch and great goodie bags for the participants. He even had like VIP bags. Um, he even had two green rooms. I mean, like almost like a three, like two green rooms and then like a get ready room for the talent. Like, this was a legit venue, okay? This is like this venue was really set for, like, professional speaking, concerts, 
maybe like, you know, plays, but like it was the real deal. Everything from the stage, the sound, all that shit. Like, I don't think our first <laughs> few BTB shows are going to be at this level. You know, um, it depends. I mean, Miles is ready for anything. He's fucking, you know, he's a professional sound man, but uh, it was the real deal. You know, I do hope after our first two or three podcast tours that I'll be able to play a venue at this level. Okay. Uh, Josh, thank you very much. You're a legend. I got to uh, reconnect with uh, Nikki Blades. She's a beautiful girl. She's um, She has the number one radio show in the Bay Area. And she also co-hosts the No Chaser podcast with Tim Delaghetto. Uh, she's dope as fuck, man. Um, our panel was moderated by a doctor. Uh, I think she was a doctor of psychology. Maybe she was a psychiatrist. Not sure. She was a doctor for sure. But a lot of doctors and mental health specialists were present. Uh, I didn't get to see all the other um, the other panels. I got to see like one other one and I seen another uh, poet speak. But this is just an amazing event. This whole situation just needs to keep going. I know it's not cheap. It's expensive. You know what I mean? And, and I'd love, like I said, I'd love to do it next year. Again, I'd love to do it anytime, I, you know, whatever. If my schedule permits, I'd love to do it. If you don't know, you should know. You know, you exercise your muscles. You run, to, you know, to, for your cardiovascular health. You, you know, bench press to get your chest muscles up and everything right. Well, this is a great exercise for mental health, for stress, for depression. It's it's a great ex to reflect, to exercise, to discuss your issues or fears and release all of it, you know, or whatever you can amongst your peers or amongst strangers. Because these strangers and these peers in the audience, they share the same issues that you do, okay? But I don't know, great event. Uh, I can't say too much more, really. It just, it's, uh, got to see my boy Qbert, legendary, probably one of the greatest DJs ever live, to live, and I mean that, no joke. DJ Qbert is probably one of the greatest DJs as far as a hip-hop DJ, scratch-cutting, real element OG type shit. Like, his mind is so far ahead of anybody. No disrespect to anybody, but yeah, take it as it is. Um, so even though I do live in the Bay Area, right, uh, I always get the feels when I hit a certain area that I ain't been in a long time. You know, San Francisco's small, right? But there's a lot of pockets and shit, right? So there's a Safeway market in the Marina District right directly across the street from Fort Mason where the, um, where the, uh, the, when the Music Stop conference was. And this Safeway was like, legendary right we would play basketball like we would play pickup games in the marina you could see the water see the ocean it's fucking beautiful and like i used to see mad milfs from like you know like the mills from like pacific heights from like cow hollow maybe presidio heights too you know what i'm saying they would shop there this is in the early 90s right so i haven't even been to that safe way like fucking 27 28 years or something it's crazy so anyways you know I'm in San Francisco. I told you the last couple of times I went to SF was during the week, Monday, Tuesdays. They're closed, but I had to hit the rotunda. And you know, shit. As soon as I touched down, like literally dropped my bags off, boom, went into the rotunda, walked in that bitch smiling like I just lost my virginity to fucking Phoebe Cates, okay? <laughs> if you don't know who Phoebe Cates is, and then just go fuck yourself. But yeah, um... I'm so glad that they're back open again, you know, and they didn't close like temporarily, like because of COVID or something. They announced the official death of that great restaurant. Like I was traumatized, you know, like people were sending me messages. We were talking about it. Like I was sad, but yeah, you know, they're open. The menu is really small now, uh, still fire. 
they still have the chicken consomme. It's fucking amazing. The, they still have, of course, the legendary popovers with the strawberry butter, which I'm gonna fucking punch someone. It's so good. And I had this new sandwich that they didn't have before. And it's a warm sandwich. It is a crab melt. That shit was so fucking flames that I went back on Saturday to have it again. Like, God damn, it's like real rich, but it was like, it was so tasty. I mean, that's what rich is, right? Just filled with fucking flavor. Um, so, you know, I love being around those uh, rich Pacific Heights people, you know, those those housewives and the Atherton, you know, housewife, new money, old money, people judging each other, this and that. You know, girls having their their girls' lunch, girls' brunch with their Chardonnay and their champagne and shit. Like, it's fucking amazing. Anyways, um, had a great BBDTS team meeting dinner that same evening at this spot called Trestle. I actually walked there. It's uh, And since the Trestle is actually remodeling their restaurant, so they're doing a pop-up location of their restaurant at the legendary 555 California building in the financial district um, at a restaurant called The Vault. I don't know if you guys know what 555 California is, but it's like, it. I want to say it rivals the Bonaventure Hotel for how many movies were shot there, but fucking probably kills a lot of movies shot in San Francisco. It's a great fucking city to shoot movies in. But um, yeah, no, it beats the Bonaventure. Fuck that. And if you guys don't know, the Bonaventure is one of my favorite hotels. Yeah, it's not a five-star hotel, but it, the memories I have there are priceless. Um, the dinner was fucking fire. No surprise. You know, I've talked about my partner, Dave, my bro, who's also an owner of the actual restaurant, Trestle. And uh, yeah, he's my business partner with uh, Ben Bard the Strain. He never misses when it comes to food. Not ever. I think that's one thing, you know, I don't hit him about fashion. I don't hit him about other, whatever, boom, doesn't miss when it, when it comes to cannabis and that he don't miss, okay? He will never stoop down to the level of Cheesecake Factory or even like um, Oso's Steakhouse, do you know what I'm saying? Like, he just won't do it. Like, he understands with kids, you know, like my kids like that shit, but he's just too good for that shit. And, you know, we had a seven, eight course dinner. It involved exotic fishes, uh, caviar, some gnocchi type pasta, but it wasn't gnocchi. It was foreign. It was fucking delicious. It was, there was like ground beef, random, like crazy shit, ribeye, uh, milk-fed pork or some shit and like Michelle Richard level desserts. It was fucking amazing. Great wine, of course. He fucking is, is a wine connoisseur. Broke out some Habiki 17. Honestly, that entire day was one of the most solid 24 hours I've had in the SFC, okay? I literally couldn't have asked for any more. And what does the Korean John Cusack do? I pressed my luck. Okay. And I decided to take, you know, because the restaurant closed at 11. I said, you know what? We're going to continue this meeting or extend our next meeting for the strain business and go to the gold club afterwards. Right. And goddamn, man. I wish we just called it a night. I wish we would just, I don't know what the fuck. I wish we went to a fucking liquor store and got some fucking cheap chocolate cake or something. It was just, that shit was filled with nothing but solid fours and bugaboos. It was just super disappointing, man. So we, I finally, I was like, yo, dog, we got to tap out. Like right before 1 a.m. I was like, this shit is just, nah, man. And I feel bad for my boy, Joe. I put Joe in a situation and I was in a situation like that. I don't think my, you know, um, and uh, I know family members listen to this shit. I don't know. It was, it was a weird thing. It was cool. Great fucking trip to the Bay though, period. Um, 
Ben Bard, the strain is going to be doing merch. We'll be doing merch, high-end cannabis accessories, you know, grinders, plates, uh, I mean, plates, trays, um, just dope-ass cannabis accessories, but on a different level, okay? And now, you know, we got the help of this dude named Eric. He is a legend. This guy has worked, he was working with Diamond Supply during the True Glory days, like making their accessories and merch and all this shit was killing it. Did a bunch of dope shit, still works with uh, Golf Wang and Tyler, you know what I'm saying? He's like literally the only person that, that could do this job. There's other people that do it, but I'm just like, I don't have to worry about shit. So expect some really cool accessories and merch that will not be as hard to get as it is on the network app, okay? Coming soon. And uh, don't forget, San Bernardino Cookies. San Bernardino is in the IE, and that is August 6th, so mark that down, you know what I'm saying? Cookies Melrose, my first official actual LA meet and greet, real LA city meet and greet, right there in the mix, will be at the end of August, maybe the 27th, the 28th, I'm not sure. I will definitely be pulling up in a destroyer. Um, by the way, we got a new IG page. So uh, I got my VVS pens page back. Thank you, Alan, you're a fucking G. And I turned it into the new BBDTS page. It's only right. So please follow at Ben Baller Strain. You know, it made sense. I didn't like that name, BBDTS. 420 and I don't blame Joel for it. I just didn't like the fucking name. And like, you know, we got Ben Baller Pod. It's not behind the Baller Podcast, right? Ben Baller Pod, Ben Baller Strain just made sense. Okay. I don't run the page. Just like I don't run any of my business pages. Don't run IFCO, none of that shit. So don't DM there thinking, you know, you can send me dick pics and think I'm gonna see him. <laughs> my boy Joel's gonna see him. Okay. So, anyways, now before we hit the commercial break, um, I had to hit up uh, Dave and Busters in Daily City, aka Little Manila. Of course I had a DMB, you know what I'm saying? I had to hit up DMB. And I uh, caught up with one of my old teammates and classmates from high school, my boy Yakuba. We chopped it up deep, you know, high school deep. So you think, you know, we're talking 30 years, deeper than, oh shit, over 30 years. And we caught up on everything and anything you could possibly think of. And man, I swear to God, whenever I really talk and get into Albany, the city of Albany, California, that shit is like, real therapy for me, you know, especially talking to such a good fucking dude, man. And because, you know, I think about it so much because I could have settled for that level of living and stayed there and whatever. And, and, you know, I had a choice to do whatever. I could have, my brother lived in Albany, you know, and I could have just stayed there and lived with my brother or whatever. I could have, you know, got a job and maybe figured, I was like, fuck, I'm going back to LA. Like I already knew I had a fuck, I had a plan, I had a mission. And I was like, no, I can't do this shit. But I could have settled for living in Albany and for those of you saying right now, what the fuck is wrong with Albany? There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's actually a great city with a solid foundation. It's a great, you know, community, you know, very solid family uh, values there. But it's not for me, okay? My personality and my tastes are too cavernous for Albany, all right? You look up that word, man, but man... I love the Bay and talking with my wife's aunt about the city, you know, she lives in the city and uh, she's been living in the city all, most of her life, right? Except before when she lived in Manila, but, uh, you know, um, a bit more uh, info, right? So FYI, Nicolette's entire family resides in the Bay. I think I've said that many times on here, whatever. But anyways, her immediate family are the only ones that live in LA. 
So yeah, like uh, I've really been thinking about that move, you know, like it's really been on my mind, you know, it went away, it goes back here and there, but it's like really, it's on my wife. She's like, fuck it, let's do it. Then there's no thing, there's no more, like I'm going more aggressive with it. But yeah, you know, look, I have to downsize three cars, no big deal. Probably have to park the RV somewhere at, you know, I don't know. I honestly don't know what the fuck would happen with that. Um, but my quality of life, I feel like would be better in San Francisco. London's quality of life would be tremendously better just because of the better air. Um, yes, it'd be cold, but the quality of the air quality is just, come on, man, right there in the water, you know? There wouldn't be any more like PML quick strikes, right? I mean, I guess I could fly in with the car, I'd be a little bitch, but... I don't know, man. You know what? No, fuck that. I'd start a Bay Area chapter of PML Quick Strikes. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I just, I wouldn't be mad to make the full move instead of this part-time living. Like, I wouldn't be mad to make the full move to San Francisco, you know? And with that said, look, man, guys, it is time for this commercial break. So, uh, yeah, it's just going to be real quick. Miles, you already know what the deal is, man. All right, champ, let's take this break real quick, man. And I got a little fart out. Yo, what up, y'all? New sponsor time for Behind the Baller. And this time, it is by a legendary brand, so listen up. This summer, get the most out of your travels abroad by learning the language of your destination with Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. From ordering in restaurants or asking for directions to gaining a deeper understanding of the culture, Babbel makes the whole process of learning a new language addictively fun and easy. With bite-sized lessons you can actually use in the real world, Babbel is a can't-miss travel essential. I used Babbel before my trip to Cabo just to get a refresher in Spanish, and let's just say I impressed everyone with my Espanol. Thinking about picking up Italian next? Come rock with your boy. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind. Things you'll get to use in everyday life. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans. But Babbel lessons were created by over a hundred language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to B-A-B-B-E-L.com and use promo code BTBARMY. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com code BTB Army for an extra three months free. Guys, I signed up for a year. Mm-hmm. 
So guys, no joke, man. Look, I have been drinking this CBD oil from cbdoil.com like it's got the antidote to all my ailments and all my problems, okay? Like, shout out to my dude, Joe, aka at Hustler, for letting me get a promo code for you guys, the BTB Army. Make sure you go to cbdoil.com, get anything you want for 50% off, half off by using promo code BALLER. Remember, they got Delta 8, and that shit will get you higher than astronaut pussy, okay? And they ship to all 50 states, and uh, I think even more, you know, go to cbdoil.com, use promo code BALLER. All right, guys. Now, look, I'm really starting to see a lot of drama about the vaccine, like, more than ever because of the pushing for it. Look, man, it ain't like this shit is some, this is just the fucking controversy. Like, people got to just, look, dumb fucks need to worry more about the actual virus, okay? You're worried about the side effects. I'm worried about the disease, Okay, pretty much almost all, not a majority, not a, not some, but almost all the deaths from COVID currently are from non-vaccinated people, okay? Now, you do what you think is best, right? But it's insane, baffling, asinine, like the level of stupidity I see out there with the misinformation for why you don't want to get it. Look, I don't give a fuck if you see people who got COVID and they got the Delta variant who were still vaccinated. That don't mean shit, okay? I know a lot of people with the Johnson & Johnson thing because they only want to get one shot. You know, again, it says 90% or 88% effective, blah, blah, whatever. So there's a chance, right? And the shit is running rapid. Those people got off easy though. The ones who are vaccinated got off easy. Their symptoms were light, okay? Just trust me on this one. Go, you should go get the vaccine like Donald Trump did back in January, okay? Now, the true thing is this. I'm not super worried about getting sick from COVID-19 or even Delta because I'm vaccinated, right? What I'm worried about is that I wouldn't feel shit, wouldn't even know, and that I would give COVID to London or maybe my mom, and then it's curtains, mostly for my mom. I'm not trying to judge or anything, right? Um, there was a crazy discussion about who is your priority, your mom or your children. And, you know, it's crazy. I can't imagine anybody saying their mom, it's fucking nuts to me. Your kids come before anybody. Um, but my mom's already vaccinated, but yeah, she's super careful. Anyways, anyways, look guys, I'm back wearing a mask, whether you care it or not, right? I'm wearing a surgical mask. I'm not going anywhere where I need to wear an N95. Just, I refuse to, you know, where it's that, that bad. And I'm not complaining about it either. No, it sucks on the plane when you're sitting on a plane for a little bit here and there. But you know what? I'm I'm doing it. Fuck it. You know, I'm glad to do it. I'm, I'm glad to be outside. And if there's some restrictions with a little stricter, it's all good. It's getting crazy. Um, so I got to talk to my college basketball coach. His name is Charlie Thomas. This guy's old school, mean, mean motherfucker. Was it six two, six three, old school black guy. Grew up, you know what I'm saying, the Bible Belt, man, this dude went to Virginia Tech, they won the NIT. For those of you who don't know, a lot of people don't even know the three-point didn't exist, you know what I mean, until like, was it 85 or 86? Like, yeah, I watched basketball when there was no three-pointer. Like, you know, there's things that people don't know. The NCAA tournament is the tournament everyone, you know, goes into, and the NIT is like the secondary thing. The NIT tournament was a bigger deal back then when he played, and he won the chip then. And so... His daughter messaged me on Instagram when I made a post about SF State 
And so I've had his number for almost two years, right? Had it right, like right around when COVID-19 had started, like November 2019, right? And I just randomly said like, you know what? I'm in a lift driving from SFO to, you know, my apartment. And I'm like, let me hit this fool up, bro. Like, you know, like I'm passing his old house off the 101. You know, he lived in South San Francisco and we used to go there for dinner and shit, you know, cause motherfuckers was, some dudes was broke and shit and everything. And, you know, we were texting for a little bit and then he just called me and thank God I had some time cause I would feel bad. Like, you know, I know it's been a minute. He's been wanting to talk to me. So we talked for almost an hour, maybe even over an hour. And it was crazy, man. Like I thought about like how, how cool and kind he was on the phone. Now, uh, let me mind you, like, 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 this man legitimately threatened my life almost 10 times in three years. This dude was fucking crazy. This motherfucker was a crazy ass coach. I loved his ass though, because he pressed me. And if he wasn't pressing me, if he was like, fuck Ben, then, you know, like, and dog, like he didn't care, you know? And he was thousand percent serious about like, he's like, man, I'm fucking strangling your ass Yang and all that shit and everything. It's just, he refused to call me Ben Volley, you know? And, uh, he told me what had changed. You know, he said uh, when he was he was going to retire and uh, he I retired with a winning record at SF State and he just said, man, you know, I don't like the way I am and, you know, I'm you know just angry and shit, man, whatever. So he changed himself like big time. He went through like, I don't know if he had an epiphany, I don't know, but we're hopefully going to find out why, but just said he was in a bad place, didn't like how he was again. And so he got remarried too, which is crazy because, you know, I knew his wife and, you know, um, talked to his wife often. She was my fucking coach's wife. And uh, he just sounded fucking amazing. And I was so happy to talk to him. His daughter married an NFL player who uh, played for the Steelers. And he just recently retired from the Steelers. And I think he had heard of me and stuff. And so like, just it was just random how the universe works and everything. And um, I remember actually his daughter, my coach's daughter, when she was just a little girl, like about Kaya's age, sitting behind the stands, behind us. It's fucking crazy. Anyways, um. He put me up to speed with a few of my teammates from college. Uh, he actually said some really nice things about me with my basketball skills. So look, he's getting old. He lives in Central California, so it's not really in exactly like an easy like way to get up there. But I definitely want to see him before he leaves this earth. He said some shit. He was like, yo, you got to see me before I kick the bucket. I was like, fuck, man. Definitely got it. But what I really want to do is I got to get Coach Charlie Thomas on the podcast so you guys can hear for yourself what type of player, right, I was actually in basketball. You know, and this is on a college, you know, on a Division II NCAA level. And when we play D1 teams each year, every year, it's crazy, man, you know. And I think Jordan Winter is probably more excited about hearing about this shit than anything because, like, damn, man, why don't Ben come out? Like, bro, I'm washed up. I can't even, I couldn't even, there was a fire, I couldn't run, run, you know. I should fix it. I should get my knees fixed and whatever. Uh, continue on with basketball. I watched the NBA Finals Game 5 at Dave & Buster's while I had dinner there. Shout out to my boy Popeye. Yes, by the way, uh, there is a wing, wing shortage of Popeye. They did not have hot wings. Kind of disappointed. Not in, not in Dave & Buster's, but just the fact that they had, uh, you know, whatever. Um, by the way, I was getting fucking... I was so exhausted after being a Dave & Buster's. Being with my boy's son, who's 15, playing games and all this shit, whatever. Anyways, we're watching the basketball game. And I'm talking to my boy, who was, if I had my boy Yakuba's basketball talent, I definitely would have finessed my way into a Division One. I would have been doing some shit. 
you know, and also, you know, high everything skill set was crazy. But honestly, you know, watching the game in the beginning, as you all know, who watched the game, you're like, all right, Phoenix is going to do the damn thing. They're about to crush these motherfuckers. You know, they've got a big lead and whatever. And then their fraudulent behavior kicked in, right? Shit is just wild, man. I don't want to fucking hear it. But Dan Booker's dope. Just don't want to hear his name, man. You know, he's not Dame Dollar, man. Um, it's wild, though. You know, Drew Holiday, Middleton, of course, Giannis, really out there showing how fucking resilient the Bucks are. This is uh, turning into a, I mean, I said it was trash because of fucking refs and all this other shit. This is turning into a pretty fucking incredible series, man. I put my foot in my mouth in previous comments, but it's over. You know, this shit should close. They should be able to, the Bucks should close this shit out in six games. And what I'm most excited about is not this fucking NBA finals. Like, fuck this finals, right? Next year, if Everyone remains healthy. The Bucks definitely won't repeat. They will not repeat their title because I truly believe they're maybe the third or fourth best team in the NBA. Okay, at best, they're third or fourth, right? Um, and, and you know, rewind back just a second. I hope that there is a game seven. It'll be cool. Okay. Now, side note, I'm hearing rumors that Dame Dollar is coming to the Lake Show. Okay. And I put that shit out there before anybody. Now, if this happens, that big three that's going on in Brooklyn ain't going to phase us at all, okay? That's no cap. That's no kizzy, okay? I don't think Kawhi is going to stay and I'd be fucking amazing, right? I don't think he's going to resign with the Clippers, which is fucking hilarious, right, for fucking Steve Ballmer. And it doesn't even matter. Guess what? It don't matter if he does resign, though. Because, you know, I already know we're about to make some major moves, you know, Rich Paul's on his gangster shit right now. He's dating Adele and it's crazy, right? Like, we just need Dennis Schrader. We need his, his ass out of here. We need Kuzma out of here. We might fuck around need KCP out of here. We'll see, whatever. We need him out of the fucking building. I don't even want them in fucking Los Angeles. Fuck that. They're out. Um, Dodgers doing their thing. I know Jock Peterson don't play for the Dodgers anymore, but, you know, it fucking sucks that he got traded from Chicago. He was actually liking it there. Got traded to, to Atlanta to help them out with the Cunha. So I called him Jock Cunha, and I think he got pissed about that. He hasn't hit me back since then. But uh, honestly, you know what? I'm not even thinking about baseball. Look, I'm counting down to September 19th, you know, um, where I'll be in. Am I tripping? So the 12th is the game in Indiana. I might go to the 12th, you know what I'm saying? But the 19th is the first home game versus the motherfucking Titans, okay? Fuck it, preseason. I'm excited for the fucking preseason for my Seahawks, all right? And I just found out my boy Quandre Diggs just hit me up. He's like, yo, bro, I got a suite. I did half that shit with Tyler Lockett. I was like, all right, cool. Shit, I'm in that bitch. Let's go. I got my season tickets, but, you know, go in there, whatever. Steal some food, whatever the fuck it may be. Now, full pivot. Um, Kanye West had an album release party last night in Las Vegas. He's dropping his album this week. Of course, I got invited, but I couldn't go. Oh, I'm sorry. I wouldn't go. I'm going to be around all them fucking people and like whatever. No, man. I'm good. Okay. But I am definitely very curious to hear what this album sounds like. Okay. My boy, Justin LeBoy, is the one who went viral breaking and all this other shit and everything else. I love Justin, dude. Good dude, man. It just, you know, he got to hear it in full, supposedly, but I don't trust his ears whatsoever. Not saying he got trash ears. I'm just saying I don't trust him. Okay, because some people get gassed up, they hang around, boom. You know, I don't think Justin really gets starstruck like that, but Kanye, I think he did, and I've known Ye. So this might be the most curious I've been of a Ye album 
in a long time because he has not had a good album since my beautiful dark twisted fantasy that is facts uh, you go argue with your mama okay now i'm excited because i just watched last night i watched episode one of raising canaan from the power series you know the 50 cent show that shit was good g-o-o-d-d-t good okay it had everything that i needed and i wanted all right it had a lot of violence it had throwback vibes it was you know the, the og city you know plotting revenge look i can't wait for episode two all right can't wait i'm excited for this season i've been dying for a new series to watch like i gotta keep it a buck too out of maybe 250 plus fan recommendations in the two years of me having a podcast and I ask you guys to give me something, you guys are batting like 6%, okay? I don't mean to talk bad about my followers and my fans of the BTB show, but the BTB army, y'all, look, bro, no lie, like most of you guys gave recommendations of shows I've already seen, but for the ones you didn't, like, man, bro, like, the fuck? Come on, man, y'all know me well enough, man. Send me something to watch, Okay. I'm about to go on this RV trip, man. I want to see some shit, you know? And if anyone's Korean or from Korea, send me new Korean shit. I'll buy it. I don't give a fuck, all right? Now, lastly, before we head out, I don't want to fucking infect episode two with that some negative bullshit here and there. But, yo, I saw that little midget, Hawaiian midget. The motherfucker looked like, you know, the, the little Hawaiian bread, not the big loaves, but the little small, little like, like sliders, that's what that motherfucker Dave is, bro. He is a little Hawaiian midget slider, right? Little Hawaiian bread midget slider. He hired some Filipinos to make a video talk shit about me, bro. I actually was, I laughed and then I was kind of like, yo, I was kind of sad, man. That's fucked up that these people had to do this shit because, you know, the poverty level up there is crazy. It's actually fucking pathetic, okay? Like, bro, you spent money, whether it was over $100 or more, trying to convince anyone that I'm not who I say I am, all right, bro, okay, you need to take a nap for about 17 years, all right, but then you might wake up, like, shorter, you might fuck around and be three foot, 11 inches tall, like, dog, I love that I triggered this dude so bad, like, he is so fucking upset, it is fucking hilarious, Dave, I can't wait to see you, I will slap the fucking shit out of you okay stop it bro speaking of percentages man he is like nine percent career winner it might not even be that high career if he's been doing this shit for seven years nine percent winner and still buying tons of comments thousands of comments bro nobody believes you got three thousand comments dog you know it's literally insane the only time Anyone tunes in or comments legitimately is when you do a cash giveaway. And, and now to put the nail in your coffin, one of your friends, my friend Dan Fleischman posted this shit last night. You said publicly over 10 times, very hard, very strongly, over 10 times you said that the Michael Jordan rookie card was dead. The market was crashed. It was on a decline over with. But yet, but this weekend a record sale of a PSA 10 Jordan rookie card just sold for over $800,000 okay all right you fucking loser you fucking piece of 
gargoyle shit. Bro, rest in piss, all right? Like, you are just the fucking worst, bro. Like, and I know you're familiar with PSA because you sold somebody a fucking fake PSA card and tried to re-fucking, you re-slapped it, like, bro. Anyways, speaking of the hobby, guys, I will be in Chicago for the hobby next week. I'll have my booth and a meet and greet at the Tops booth, not this coming Thursday, but next Thursday, July 29th. So pull up. I'll be there Friday too. It's going to be crazy. You know, it's been a minute since I've been in the shy. So I love it. But yo, okay, y'all, that is it. That's all the time we got. I love you guys. You already know. Make it a great day. It's Monday. Go get it, y'all. Go get it. Lakey inspired. Yes, sir. Please take us out of here, bro. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.